Hello and welcome to Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shu, and today, take a tax break if you're working from home. This episode has been sponsored by IDELO, the price comparison website. Okay, all right. So what did I mean by take a tax break if you're working from home? Um, what I mean is if you're working from home, it can get expensive and it can particularly get expensive at this time of year. So we're in November, halfway through November, November the 11th today, and um, it's pretty chilly. It was a nice day today, but it's getting chilly. So the heating's on, so it costs more money. So if you're working from home because of lockdown two, it's going to cost you a bit more money. I thought I'd touch base on some of the different tax breaks that are available to you. <clears throat> now, there's not much, I'll be honest. But... <clears throat> Um, your employer can pay you £6 per week tax-free to help with the bills of working from home, okay? Now, this reality is most companies are struggling in the current climate, so they're unlikely to be able to afford to do that. But that does not preclude you from claiming it. So what you have to do is you can then claim that money, that £6 a week, through the HMRC portal. And by doing so, you can then get the benefit of that £6 a week. Now, if you listen to this already, in the first 10 days of October, 54,800 claims was put through. 54,800 claims. So it takes you less than 10 minutes, okay? And it's a real simple process, and it's very easy for you to do. You go to gov.com. Co, no, you don't. You go to gov.uk, I'm sorry, gov.uk forward slash tax relief for employees, and they're all hyphenated. Um, I'll put this on my blog, warrenshoot.com. Go there, get the link, and just go to it straight away. It's nice and easy, very, very straightforward thing for you to do. Now, you can claim the relief based on one or two things. You can either claim on the actual costs that involve you to work from home. So if you then want to keep all your receipts of work from home and then put all that through, you can claim that much or you can go for the de minimis six pounds a week that everyone's entitled to, irrespective. And you don't have to show any receipts. It's nice and straightforward. Now, <clears throat> um, an employee who's a base rate taxpayer, that will be about one pound 20 a week better off. But if you annualize that out, you know, it adds up. So it's 20% of the six pound for a basic rate taxpayer. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, i.e. you earn over 50,000 pounds a year, then that's around about two pound 40 a week. And then if you're an additional taxpayer, okay, you're earning big bucks, over 150,000 a year, um, then you're at two pound 70 a week better off. Now, annualize those out, basic rate taxpayer means you're gonna get 62 pound 40, 62 pound 40, 124 pound 80, or 140 pounds 40, for about five minutes work, it's worth it. It's a straightforward task to do. You just go to the gov.uk portal and it's uh, tax relief for employees working from home. Again, I put this link in the show notes, you've got that. But just the general working from home allowance isn't all that you can claim, there's more. So that's really been put in place just for heating and lighting, that kind of thing. And remember, that's the de minimis. If it's gonna cost you more than that because of additional costs and stuff, you can claim those, but you will have to um, uh, submit some receipts. And rather than do it through the portal, you do that through a self-assessment claim. The other um, things you can do is if you are a care worker, 
okay, or healthcare worker, and you have your uniform, it's such like your cleaning uniform, you can also claim for the cleaning of the uniform and the relate other related expenses around that. So um, any sort of embroidery and fixing and such like you can do. Um, the application has to be improved and it goes through the portal. Um, and generally speaking, they just adjust your tax code. So you can get your 2021 tax code adjusted um, unless you want to wait until the end of the tax year and then they can issue a cash receipt, a cash payment for it. But most people, I would imagine, it's nice and easy, just do it through the online portal system and then it'll adjust your tax code straight away. Um, it's a simple thing for you to do and it will be done within about five minutes. You just go to the government website. I did it myself, I went through. There's just different options that you can choose from, just working from home. Ask if your employer's already paid you for working from home because you can't get a double D, you can't both get the payment from the employer and claim the tax relief. You can go through that way. <clears throat> and you can claim for the whole 12 months as well. So although um, we're only in lockdown for four weeks, the system allows you to claim for the whole 12 months. It's a great way of you getting 100% of your money. So most people, when they do the self-assessments, get an accountant to do it. And obviously you've got the accountant's fees for doing this. And I am by no way here trying to outdo accountants. Accountants perform a fantastic job if they give you advice. Okay, if they're purely going through the robotic notion, motions of filling out a form, then hey, most of us these days can just fill out a form if we have the time. So if you need advice, go and get a good accountant and get some good advice from them. They will generally save you 10 times at least of the money that you'll pay them. However, with a self-assessment claim like this with a um, work from home allowance, it's so easy and so straightforward. You go in, log in. You just need to make sure you've got your uh, national insurance number and some ID and things are available with you. Um, and then you can just fly through. It's very, very straightforward. <clears throat> so keeping on the topic of tax, I thought I would just mention a couple of other things that you could look at doing um, to save yourself tax. It's not the best time of year to be doing it, although to be fair, any time of year is quite good. I normally touch on tax at the first quarter of the new year, get Christmas and January out of the way. It's a bit more um, on our mind because the the UK government or HMRC, shall I say, work on fiscal year. So everything you earn and everything you spend and your reliefs always work on an April to April basis. So the five things this week is to keep an eye on your taxes. Look at your note, your personal allowance, your notice of coding. Okay, so the, your personal allowance is the amount of money you can earn tax-free before you pay any tax. And for most people, this is £12,500 in the 2021 tax year. Now, that would give you a notice of coding of 1250L for Lima, 1250L. If you don't have a personal allowance of 1250L, it means the revenue have adjusted your tax code to either reclaim some tax or give you some tax relief. So a good example is what I just mentioned with the work from home. They will increase that 1250 upwards so that you can earn more money tax-free. Now, <clears throat> if your number is 1,250 or more, it means you can earn more tax-free than standard. That means you've had some kind of allowances. And generally speaking, those allowances would be like your work from home, or it could be a pension contribution allowance, or you might have the marriage couples allowance um, that we've mentioned previously. 
or sorry, marriage allowance. I keep calling it marriage covenant allowance. That's the old version, the marriage allowance that we had previously, we've mentioned previously. Um, if it's less than 1,250, means you're earning less than the standard personal allowance, means you're paying more tax. Now that might be because you're paying catch up, but it's probably a very good idea for you just to check out and understand why. And if you're paying, if you have a K tax code, begin with kilo, K for kilo, that basically means you can't earn any money without paying tax. So your your personal assets has been used up by some other means. It might be some kind of benefit in kind, either a car or medical insurance, and you're paying tax from day one, but actually on money um, that you don't even earn. So understand it, look into it. It might be wrong. Um, speak to HR, speak to HMRC, and just so you've got a bit of a clarification of, okay, I understand where I am, it's worth it. Number two on my list is pensions. Now, pensions is a fantastic pension opportunity, uh, tax opportunity. Every £100 you put into a pension, a basic rate taxpayer, it's really only costing you £80, a high rate taxpayer, £60, <clears throat> and the additional taxpayer is even less. Now, what I mean is you pay, for a base taxpayer, you pay £100 in, £25 gets added to that pension contribution by HMRC, so it's getting a bonus. But really for the higher rate taxpayers, this is people earning over over £50,000 a year or more, you can claim, you don't get given, you can claim the additional tax relief, the higher rate tax relief. So if you pay in £100 for a pension scheme, the base rate taxpayers get 20% added. So £125,000 gets invested. Trust me on the maths, honestly. Um, if you're a higher rate taxpayer, you can claim 20% of that 125000 another £25, um, through your self-assessment. And again, it will adjust your tax return or they'll give you a cash rebate, whichever you ask for. It depends on sometimes, it depends on the uh, local inspector of taxes. But that additional rate has to be claimed. It's not a given. And you can claim for back years as well. So if you haven't done that, claim it. If you don't know how to do that, you can go to the warrenshoot.com website and there is a standard letter on there that you can complete and just send off to HMRC. You don't have to do a self-assessment tax return. <clears throat> Number three on my list is the marriage allowance. So the marriage allowance only works if one of you is a non-taxpayer and one of you is a basic rate taxpayer. So in simple terms, somebody earns, one of you earns less than 12,500 a year and one of you earns less than 50,000 a year. Basically the one who earns uh, no tax can transfer up to 10% of their personal allowance across to the basic rate taxpayer so they can be entitled to that and get some additional um, £1,250 £1, a year of tax-free income. So very simple to do, very important to do it if you qualify. Obviously you'll be married or in a civil partnership as well, hence the word marriage allowance. Number four on my lift list is um, gift aid. Now this is a real big one because I'm involved with a charity called the Barlett Children's Centre and one of the things that I notice is people claim or donate gift aid. So if you're a base rate taxpayer, for every £100 you give to a charity and you tick the gift aid box, the charity can get another £25, which is basically your um, basic rate tax. But if you're a higher rate taxpayer, just like pensions, you can claim an additional 20% on your donations. So it's very important to do that. And also for higher uh, additional rate taxpayers, you can claim an additional 25% on your donations to get you up to the 45%. So it's very important. If you are earning over £50,000 a year, or if you're in a relationship and one of you earns low and one of you earns over £50,000 a year, just view it as giving as a couple, as a relationship, 
and put the donation in the name of the higher rate taxpayer person and get them to claim the additional 20 or 25% through their tax return. It's important things you get these extra little bits here. And then the last thing is, and this is something um, they actually come across quite a lot, and it's not always for wealthy people, but if you have investments that are outside of an ISA or a pension, i.e. they are capital gains taxable, and these could be shares in a company that you know floated once, you just bought some shares, or it might be a share option scheme, you've just got some shares through work and you bought them, you don't really consider yourself an investor or anything, it's very important you take make use of the capital gains tax allowance, £12,000 every year, means you can realise that gain and keep all of it if it stays within the gain of £12,000 a year. If you don't, you get into a situation where I had a client come into me once before he worked for um, an electricity, Scottish Southern, you won't know who he is, doesn't matter. Scottish Southern, he always did their share options. He's bought, 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 bought the shares, amassed lots of shares, like over half a million pounds worth of shares over time. He only earned a modest wage, just didn't spend his money. But it was massively pregnant with capital gains because he never sold the earlier shares, never realised those gains. Um, and I had a client just recently um, bought shares, just followed tips from a guy at work, just carried on buying these shares, done tremendously well, and didn't realise he could just sell them all. Because if you sell them all, you realise the gain, and that's a whopping tax bill. So it's very important you use this capital gains tax allowance if you have um, assets outside of pension slices. Pension slices are capital gains tax free, so it doesn't really make much difference. So if you get a bit confused on that, just let me know. Very happy to point you in the right direction but I also want to make sure that you take action. So, um, main body of the news this week, um, something a bit disappointing for me, if I'm honest. Um, the government has delayed the introduction of the new pensions dashboards. The new pensions dashboards were going to be put in place so everyone could just have a glimpse, picture of where all their pensions are. I thought it was fantastic. I signed myself up for the working group. I'm on there trying to input and give feedback on how this should be run, implemented, um, and they've announced it's been delayed. It originally was going to be due, due out in 2019. Uh, we're now in 2020, and they're going to push it back until 2023. Which is a shame because I think it'd be, in this day and age with information, why can't there just be one port of call where all that information gets tallied up? And particularly the younger generation who move jobs very regularly um, keep track of their pensions are. Anyway, it's been delayed. That's a shame. This is going to be interesting to see how it pans out as well. The next body of the news was HSBC have announced that they may start charging, not they will, but they may start charging for basic current accounts. Now, um, I can see this thing happening um, across the UK, although I'm not sure how successful it will be um, because of the competition. But in most countries, you banking is a lot more expensive than it is in the UK. Um, if you've ever been to the States, you pay for cash paying in, cash withdrawals, you pay for everything. Um, pay for your debit card transactions, it's crazy um, relative to us. But they are saying, look, because of the losses suffered during the uh, coronavirus, I'm sure they're not happy because the government told them they weren't allowed to pay bonuses as well. Um, they are looking to charge for the basic services on um, current accounts. So watch this space. Be interesting to see whether that actually comes to fruition. <clears throat> a couple of readers' questions this week. Uh, first one from a lady. She said, um, I want to ensure a gift is left to my nephews and nieces on my death. What can I do? Okay, so... First thing is the simplest thing to do would be to ensure that those gifts that you want to get uh, give are very clear and unambiguous and are detailed within your will, period. Very simple thing for you to do. You just gift it down. I would like to give an, a monetary amount, £5,000, for example, £100 to, and this individual's name, Joe Bloggs, 
but leaves Joe Bloggs if it's Mary. Only joking, sorry. Um, this individual and their address, and that it'd be down to the executors to carry out that instruction. Okay. Um, the that that is going to work nine and a half times out of ten. There are occasions where it wouldn't work. Um, instances would be if there's not any liquid cash in the estate to actually pay the gifts. Um, if the individual is passed away, they can't receive the gift, that kind of thing. So it, it's unlikely that the executor wouldn't fulfill your instructions, although I guess that is a, a, you know, a consideration. The second thing you can do, which would make it absolute, absolute cast iron, is to set up a trust today and gift that money into the trust today. Um, and then the, the details of the trust is they would inherit the money on your death. So that would be an absolute, it'd leave your estate now. Seven years after it left your estate, it would be exempt from inheritance tax from your estate, depending on the size of your estate. Um, but yes, that could go into trust today and then be passed down to the beneficiaries, your nephews and nieces, on your death. Go and see a competent solicitor or trust planner and they'd be able to draft that up. Um, if you really get stuck, you can contact Lexington um, and we can get one arranged for you. Um, I have been made, second question was, I've been made redundant and I don't hold much hope of finding work. Should I access my defined benefit scheme early? <clears throat> so background behind this individual, from memory, they were 59 and they could access their pension scheme from 60, penalty free. But if they accessed it at 59, there was a penalty and they didn't hold up, hold much work. I think they've been in the same job for a long period of time. And they just kind of thought, do you know what? I'm just, I've had enough. I've got a good defined benefit scheme here. And what I said to them is, look, you've got to be aware that by accessing the scheme early, you are going to pay a penalty. You are going to pay something like 6% on that. But it's not just the first year. It's every single year thereafter. However, before you're put off, do a simple cash flow. Do a simple cash flow and say, okay, well, look, in the first 12 months, I'm going to receive this amount of income. And that amount of income is going to increase in line with inflation, typically, all the way through and run it through to age 100. And then do the cumulative income you're going to receive across those years. So in other words, in year two, you'd have received year one and year two's figure. So it's the sum of the two previous cells. In year three, you'd receive year one, two and three figure, the cumulative figures that way. And run that all the way through. And then look at you retiring at 60. So you've got a year gap, money coming at 60 at full rate and extrapolate that out and do the cumulative figure as well and then look at the cumulative figure and see where it breaks even for most people most times i've done this it's around about 77 sometimes 75 sometimes 72 but around about 77 it's going to depend on the age you take it and what the penalty is as well so you can't tell you what the age what the break even point is going to be but for a lot of people that is enough to say would you not my retirement spending is going to be front end loaded anyway I'm going to spend more money in my earlier years retirement, 60 and 70, rather than in my 80s and 90s. Long-term care fees excluded, I appreciate. Um, so then they've decided to take it early. But it's worth running the numbers and not just taking a default, oh, I'm going to leave it or I am going to take it. Um, and if you aren't, are not able to do this for yourself, go and speak to a good financial planner, a CFP, um, and get some help there. You're very welcome to contact Lexington um, if you wish. Then we come to the section of the show called the smartest spender. Remember, spending money is not bad. Spending other people's money is. And that's why I teamed up with Idealo, the price comparison website, which I really do endorse and I love. I use it myself. My kids and family use it. 
Um, it just helps us get the best deal for things. You know, I don't, I'm not one of these financial planners that says, you know, save all your money, stop spending on anything, don't go out to eat, don't buy those new trainers, just save everything, invest it, invest it, invest it, because you'll become the richest man in the graveyard and that's only going to benefit your children. And one of the things I always say to my clients is, you know, either you take that holiday or your children will, or sometimes it's the case of, look, you either you fly business class or they will. You know, it's a case of just enjoying your wealth. It's not about a case of spending it all. It's a case of enjoying it. And it's having this balancing act. And I talk about the, the bank account allocation. So having about 50% of your money for your household bills, 30% of your money for your general day-to-day spending, but saving 20% of your money. And admittedly, that saving 20% does flux between short and long-term. So it might be saving up for a holiday, but also retirement I kind of put in there as well. So it's very important you have this balance in your life and trying to achieve it is is difficult sometimes. So spending money isn't bad, and but I think using a price comparison website to get you the best price on things is an, uh, a no-brainer. It's an excellent choice. So what do Idealo have to say this week? So Idealo is saying that weights, as in weight training equipment, is 23% cheaper on average this week than last. Now that's massive. That's like, oh, I was thinking about buying that gym equipment. Uh, now I'm going to buy it because that's 25% cheaper. That's great. So um, with lockdown, the gym's closed. What a great opportunity to get a gym at home. Not only, it's an investment, isn't it? Is it? What a great investment. You pay out once, you get all your gym equipment, and you get payback for months, months, months ahead because you're not paying out any gym equipment. I do respect gyms do offer more than just equipment. Um, but for some people, working at home works well. And other people actually just don't have the motivation. You need to go and be surrounded by all those fitter, slimmer, healthier people to motivate you. Um, what else is going cheap? Lego is 12% cheaper this week than last week. Now, with Christmas just around the corner, it's the 11th of November, I think, today. Um, hey, that's a great buy. We had hours and hours of fun of Lego equipment uh, when uh, my children were younger. Unfortunately, they're a bit older now, so they're not so interested in it. Um, and beard and hair trimmers are 12% cheaper on average than last week. The way my beard is looking in my hair, my wife will probably be buying me some when she listens to this show. So what should we be looking to buy this week? What's good? Um, so DSLR, so digital single lens reflex cameras. Digital cameras are cheaper. November is the cheapest time of the year to buy one of these cameras. 21% cheaper than buying at the most expensive month, which typically is April. So if you are in the um, market of buying a DSLR, November is the time to go and buy one and they're looking pretty good. You know, they're great. I love them. With our phones these days, most people are taking photos with our phones and walking around. That's like so much easier. But I've got some great shots. I've got a Nikon. I've got some great shots with my Nikon um, from long distance stuff. And it, it's really, really good. I really like it. Um, and Idealo think that consumers this week will be focusing on Black Friday. So Black Friday coming up at the end of November. I think it's the 27th of November. And remember, Black Friday is fantastic at getting good deals. If one, you need the item. And two, it's cheaper than you can normally get it. Okay, so don't just think because Black Friday is going to be the best deal. Only if you need it. And it's cheaper than you can normally get it. Um, so get yourself onto Idealo. Put the items in you want to buy. And then Idealo will give you a price alert when it hits the price that you're willing to pay or you think it's a good deal. So it's just it just works really well. I like it. I use it a lot. Anyway, enough of that. I'm pushing it down your throat, but um, I just want you to get the best deal. This time is an expensive time of year. December's November, December's expensive time of year with Christmas coming up, and it's been a tough year for so many people. 
and I know how much joy gifts and things like that bring, both on the giver and the recipient. So if you can get things for the best price you can, it helps out everyone. So um, don't overspend. Just set yourself an allowance, even if it's a fraction of what you normally spend. People understand. And I think, I think you know, one thing this lockdown has done for everyone is made us a bit more appreciative of life and how fragile it is and how quickly it can be taken away and um, how it's nice to enjoy things a little bit slower. So um, anyway, enough of that soppiness. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, remember, please let me know any questions or anything you've got. I'm very happy to feedback and give you some comments on that. Um, get yourself over to warrenshoot.com and download anything related to the show. There's a couple of downloads on there and there's also the show notes as well. Um, but until next time, take care of yourself, be safe and enjoy yourself. Take care. Bye-bye.